Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. This is the Fantasy Best Friends Forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Alongside Frankie Stanford, I am Greg Sussman. Frankie, what's going on, bud? Frankie, happy Friday, TGIF. Thank God it is Friday, Greg. We've made it. Telling me, man. Through the week. Tired. Got a lot going on here. Uh, A lot to talk about from last night regarding baseball. We got some... Waiver wire to talk about for over the weekend. Maybe get into some two-star pitchers as well. For all that, Greg, how'd you sleep last night, buddy? I slept well, but Uh-oh. but very tired today. Slept well. I came in an hour late. Is we kind of uh, kicking you in the caboose? I, I guess, is that what it is? I guess it, that's what it is. I guess I just feel like I've been kicked. <laughs> that's what it is. Something man. going on that I don't know about? No, I'm just, I'm just tired. Tired? I didn't sleep very well last night. Drank a couple beers before the before bed, but it, it didn't help. So you know what I did last night? Oh, so Judy was not home again all week. Where's Judy? Party animal, yeah. Judy? She was working late last night. Oh, so I I watched uh, some TV that I had to catch up on. I was watching a little baseball, and it got kind of boring until I, I watched like the second half. I wound up doing some watching something, then watching the second half of the Giants Rockies game to completion. Jeff Samarja and Johnny Gray. Oh. And how about in my home? Shark doo 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 doo. In my home league, I was facing Jeff Samarja and John Gray, so that was like demoralizing. That's disastrous. Correct. That was me last week. I was going up against, I think it was Brad Keller, and he had three starts, and he outscored Max Scherzer. And I'm just like, what the hell is going on? I'm just sitting there. I, I was like, I cannot believe this is real. So that was incredibly frustrating. Um, but anyway, so before that. I had watched uh, the last week's episode of Barry on uh, on HBO Go, and you watch Barry? No, All right. no. Sometimes I think you just make up these shows. Star is Bill Hader. He's an actor. Oh, I know Bill Hader. Yeah, he's the star of Barry. Anyway, so I, I watched. Um, oh, I've seen ads for this show. It's good. It's, I don't think you'd like it. It's fine. Eight point one out of ten, according to IMDb. Like Brock Myers much better. Brock Myers hysterical. Okay. I watched the second episode That's of that. Next up, I watched the second episode of that yesterday as well. Watch that. I watched um, a couple episodes of Modern Family. Just very quick to watch, you know? Mm-hmm. You fly through. And then the Cubs-Pirates game I just wasn't interested in at all. Oh, come on, Greg. It's a pitcher's duel. It was great. It was a great pitcher's duel. Right. So I was just like... Jose Quintana against Joe Musgrove? Right. So that's how I felt. And we have shares of both of those guys. Come on, Greg. We do. But I, was, I was listening to it on the radio. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. I was like, what is happening? I, was like, you I texted know, you. They played Semi-Charmed Life coming back from I was like, break. you know this game's on TV. So they must know that I'm listening. <laughs> they played Semi-Charmed coming back from a break. 
I was driving around, so I needed something to keep me occupied. Yeah. So anyway, they I had HBO go on for Barry, and I was like, wait a minute. And then I put on I just fast forwarded through it's the parts that I like. The greatest showman. Oh, it's awesome. What you know what the greatest showman is? No. Favona, this is a joke. This guy's a joke. Absolute joke. Favona, this is the perfect opportunity for you to chime in. Favona! What's like, up, guys? I was saying how I was... Um, tell Chris to stop talking when we were on the air. So I was saying when we were... I was just flipping through and I was on HBO Go last night. And I had watched an episode of Barry. And then I just saw The Greatest Showman. And I just, I just played and fast-forwarded to all the great parts of the movie. I thought you'd appreciate it. I really do love that. Yeah, movie. see, I knew it. It really is just. I knew it. It's I amazing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Greatest amazing. Showman is fantastic. Oh, it's so good. Th- this is a musical. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you're surprised that I haven't seen it. Why? This is the Greatest Show, man. Oh, I thought that's what was coming next. Because Greatest Showman. <laughs> no. I'm trying to you know fit in like I've seen. Oh my god, it. the Greatest, the greatest Show. The, the soundtrack. Is man the greatest? The soundtrack is just ridiculous, Pavona, isn't it? Like, isn't I have it no interest in this. Yeah, there it was. Perfect. <laughs> Let's get you pumped. I want to get hit with copy. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Gets me he's getting pumped. He's got the goosebumps going on a Friday. I do. I got him back. So I watched last night. You can't watch without this massive smile on your face. That's how I felt. Okay. I, I did not. I was listening to some of the. Uh, Jose Katana against Big Joe Musgrove. Then I watched two episodes of Game of Thrones. Ah, I like that. To get me ready for. I thought, I, thought, I, I thought about that also when I. When I'm almost done with season seven again, so I'm up to the final episode. I'll watch that probably tonight, and then I'm good to go for Sunday. And then, like you, I turned on some John Gray and uh, Jeff Samarja. Caught yeah, the end of that. And I watched the entire sleepy time. I watched the entire second half of uh, of that that game, like from the fifth inning on, and. Um, it was annoying because I just wanted runs. Anyway, all I wanted was runs. I didn't get any Rockies runs. are not scoring runs right now, Greg. I don't, I don't know if you've noticed that. They're, uh, they're very bad. Rockies are very bad right now. Yeah. And we're going to get like, Michael Florio on at some point they're today. They're awful. We're, try, we're trying. We're having some we're trying. We're uh, trying. But, you know, this would have been a perfect opportunity for him to say, Guys, I love, jo- I love John Gray. He's the best. Well, that's when you're going to say you want you love Jeff Samarja because he's the best. There you go. <laughs> so I'll just sit here. like all. You know what? Me. One of them was going around... Probably pick 200, and one of them is going around pick 400. So, who would you rather have? Probably the guy going around pick 400. I can't Andre. believe this happened last night to me. It was like the worst. And I love that it happened uh, from uh, Jeff Samarja against you, Greg, because you talk so much smack. So about much Jeff smack about Jeff Samarja. You, is that a real thing? What? Is fantasy karma a real thing? When you talk smack about a player on the air? Because... It's not. I've, I've talked smack about Tyler Glass now all preseason, and I'm going yeah. against him this week. He dropped almost 30 fantasy points on my head. Right. So not a thing. Is that, is that because I talked smack about him, Greg? No, I talked smack for days about Jordan Zimmerman, and it worked out quite perfectly. No, you didn't. I was almost getting you to buy in. Almost. Not on Jordan Zimmerman. I bought it on Pretty the bull, and we can start right there, Frank, if you want. How about we start on the other side? Much better. I guess that's all right. The Beebs. Beebs. And you love the Beebs. I do love the Beebs, man. I love the Beebs. All right, where do you actually want to start? Is that where you actually yeah, start with the Beebs. All right, sure. Uh, Shane Bieber, yesterday, seven innings of three hit ball, six strikeouts, one walk. He was fantastic against Detroit. Spencer Turnbull, not as fantastic against Cleveland, but limited to the damage through his four innings. 
Yeah, Turnbull was disappointing yesterday, to say the least. I streamed him in a few uh, places. I recommended him as a stream on Patreon. I'm sorry. Uh, but, you know, I also streamed him. So everything that I tell, um, you know, people who listen or read what I write is exactly what I would do myself. So I had Turnbull in the lineup as well. I had him in the main event. We pushed for Turnbull over Wheeler. <laughs> we still had Turnbull in there. We had Turnbull and Wheeler, uh, and we benched Jose Katana. That's which right. Was clearly not the right decision. Probably not. Uh, but there's still, I think there's still a lot to like with Turnbull. I know yesterday was not great, Greg, but over 11 Ks per nine to start the year. You look at the swinging strike rate, the first pitch strike percentage, um, they're still very good. 12.5% swinging strike rate for Spencer Turnbull in the season, a near 69% nice first pitch strike percentage. I still have a lot of interest in Turnbull. This was a disappointing performance, to say the least, against the Cleveland Indians, but I I'm not dropping him yet. I'm not giving up on the bull. Shane Bieber, on the other hand, was great. As you mentioned, the Indians need him to be great with everything that's going on with Mike Clevenger. And I actually looked into Shane Bieber a little bit this morning, Greg. Uh, he had 13 swinging strikes yesterday, four on his curveball. He had seven on his slider. And so I looked into his pitch usage. How about this, Greg? Last year, his forcing fastball was not good. He allowed a 196 isolated power against his fastball last year. He's lowered his fastball usage by 11% and upped his slider usage by 11%. So direct correlation, throwing his slider more, throwing his four seam less. Uh, his slider is a very good pitch, so I think this is addition by subtraction. You take away some of that fastball. And through two starts, opponents are have a uh, 143 isolated power against his fastball, so it's down about 50 points. So I think using his fastball less and using his slider more is actually helping Shane Bieber a lot this year. We, I believe Bieber and his two starts face the Tigers and the Blue Jays, right? Do I have that right? Yeah, so good, very good matchup. I, I have no, again, no issue with me from there, but good to see him taking advantage of matchups that he should be doing, and that's exactly what happened. That was part of the reason you like Shane Bieber and all these Indian starters because they played in that AL Central, and we thought the matchups would be good, and they were. And Greg, one thing that I will uh, let you know about Shane Bieber is right now his hard hit rate is 45.7%. So it's a little scary last Probably won't year. end well. It was around 44%. But I will say this, right? So one of the main things that we were saying about Bieber heading into the season was that he can't pitch in the zone as much as he did last year. He's got to nibble a little bit more. He's got to throw outside the strike zone. He is actually doing that this season. His zone percentage last year was 48%. So 48% of his pitches in the zone last year, and this season it's 40.9. So he's lowered it by about 7%, and he's getting opposing batters to chase pitches outside the strike zone 35.7% of the time. That's up 5% from last year. His first pitch strike percentage is great, 16% swing strikes for Shane Bieber. So pretty much everything is there that, that you want to see from him. I, I want to see that hard hit rate obviously come down. I want to see a few more ground balls, but good command strikeouts are there. So far, Bieber's been great. I want to see uh, if he can put this together in tough matchups as well, Greg. Yeah, absolutely. I want him, I want him to be, and again, he did what he had to do through the first two matchups. The hard hit rate, a little bit harder than we wanted it to be. But overall, feeling pretty good about Shane Bieber through his first two starts. Very confident. Spencer Turnbull, will we start him again next week? Will we own him next week? I, I would continue to own him. Uh, I would have to look up who he faced. I don't know off the top of my head. Obviously... You know, Turnbull is more of a matchup play. Did not perform in the matchup that we liked this week. Uh, next week, going up against Pittsburgh, that's not a bad matchup. Pittsburgh does not have a great lineup. And especially with Corey Dickerson out of the lineup, he's on the injured list. 
They're missing a few other people. They just have like a random cast of characters. They still have Josh Bell. They have Frankie Cervelli installing Marte, but really not a lineup that scares me. So in deeper leagues and AL only, I would leave Turnbull in the lineup. Uh, in a 12-team league, I would imagine that your replacement value is probably better. Again, I wouldn't drop him, but against the Pirates, I'm not scared of that, Greg. Okay. In a daily transactions league, sure. you know, if I'm streaming pitchers, I would use him against the Pirates. Sure. I uh, I tend to agree with you. I'm also using him against the Pirates if I still have him on my team by next week. Uh, Offense-wise, as Frank said when we were watching the game, everybody was crushing the ball. Everybody was getting hit on the ball. Except for one guy. And he went 0 for 5 with two strikeouts yesterday. And that was Jose Ramirez. Now, I'm hoping to get Florio on because I, I do want to talk to Mikey about Jose Ramirez and see how nervous he is when it comes to Jose. Um, but really bad, man. Really, really bad. Yeah, the few times that I've talked to Mike regarding Jose Ramirez, his sentiment has been it's only been two weeks. You know, it's very early on in the season. Let's give this guy a chance. But this is a guy who normally walks a decent amount. He's only walking 4% of the time. And we spoke about him the other day. He's striking out a little bit more than usual. Still hitting too many fly balls. I understand that's what he did last year in the first half, and it worked for him. He hit 48% fly balls last year. 51%. He's over 50% of the balls that he's putting in play are fly balls. So I just think he's trying too hard to lift the ball here. Um, again, I spoke about the pull rate the other day that I, we need to see that go up because the past, you know, basically his whole career, he's a 43% pull hitter. He's only at 21% this year. And remember, Greg, when we were watching, we watched a Jose Ramirez at bat yesterday. He hit a screamer to the to the warning track, and it got caught. So he was a little bit unlucky there. He made good contact on that one, and he's just been a little bit unlucky this far. He's got a 158 BABIP, 136 batting average. Again, the BABIP is that low because he's hitting 51% fly balls. The hard hit rate is around 37%. It's just, it's not great to start the year. The one saving grace is that he still has three stolen bases, but he's got to turn it on, you know. By next week, a couple more weeks, like if he's still hitting under 200, I might start to hit the panning button. I'm not going to do it right now, only two weeks into the season. But Greg, if we have a whole month of a sample size, he's still hitting under 200. Yeah, I'm going to start to worry a little bit by that point. You have to. It's your first round pick. It's not only your first round pick, Frank, but it was the second half of last year also. It's not just the, it's not just the two week or the one month sample size. That's the issue. I want to ask Modica about Jose Ramirez sure. on Monday too. So. Do you know, because we talked a lot about Jose Ramirez, and I think it's because we owned him and whatnot, you know Nolan Arenado also does not have a home run yet this year? Yeah, I believe he and Jose Ramirez might be the only first-round hitters, first-round caliber hitters, without a home run to start the season. Now, Arenado's not batting. His lineup is just, I understand they have a lot of injuries, but and they haven't played a lot of home games either. I believe they've only played two home games, and one of them got snowed out. Is that it? They've only played two against the Braves, and that's where but, but, <laughs> Ronald Acuna got the jump But start. still, Nolan Arenado's Colorado, a first-round pick. Colorado has... 38 runs scored, Greg. Yeah. They're third lowest in baseball. Yeah, the Mariners are 38 runs scored yesterday. So, <laughs> it's like... Well, to put that in perspective, they actually have 117. Almost Rockies have 38. Almost 100 more. Triple. Uh, think about this. The San Francisco Giants have 39 runs scored. They have one run scored more than the Rockies, which was basically last night. They won one zip. Thanks to Who? Jeff Smart. Baby shark. Do, 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 do. Technically, it's <laughs> because of Kevin Pillar. That's what it was because of. Kevin Pillar. Yeah. Stay hot, young man. Stay hot. Why? All he's been doing is homer. No, I understand. Right? Well, why are you telling him to stay hot? Uh, for anyone who might own him. I don't Does know. anybody own Someone Kevin Pillar? And a lonely league. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously he should be owned there. He should be owned in 15-teamers. 15 15-team 15 mix, he should be owned. Uh, the Tigers had just three hits yesterday. Nico Goodrum had one of them. Um, Bar is 8% owned. <laughs> for the, so uh, for 8% the Indians, of people out there. For the Indians, we joke about Carlos Santana, but on the year, 425, the OBP's at 521. He is on a fire right now. He's uh, on start off the season. Stay hot, young man. Stay hot. Why are you mocking me? I don't you know. Kind of what I do. How about who let off the game, Greg? You're just going to completely skip over that? Leonis Martin. Leonis Martin hits a home run and steals a base in this game. His home run was his second of the season. He also added a double. Uh, he was basically the nemesis of Turnbull. That's what happens when you face off against the ball. The ball, but three hits for Leonis Martin. Interesting power-speed combination. Should he be owning anything shallower than a 15-team league, Greg? No, probably not. You don't think so? Probably not. He got off to a slow start, but he's starting. He's picking it up. He's got oh. the power speed combo. If you play in a twelve-team roto league with five outfielders, should Leone's Martin be owned there? Probably. As a fifth outfielder, I think so. All right. Shallower than that, like four outfielders yeah. or less, like twelve teams, three outfielder leagues. No, Leone's Martin doesn't have to be owned. Twelve-team roto, five outfielders. I think he should. All right. Take a break. We'll come back. I'm not gonna hit too much on this A's. This A's uh, Orioles games. We talked about it all throughout the show yesterday. Live as Chris Davis hitting all the home runs. We'll hit on all the other baseball from yesterday. We hope to get Florio on as well. Go to next. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you advice, we play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day. 10 an hour. One person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621. 866-484-9621. That's 866-484-9621. Keith Irizarry is calling the shots. If he could, if he could choose any person to speak for three hours and him just sit and listen, it would be Morgan Freeman. It's not a bad one. I, I wouldn't mind listening to Morgan Freeman. Now, I, I wonder how long until he kind of puts you to sleep, not because of boredom, but because of the, the tone of his voice, the soothing nature, uh, potentially, of the opportunity. What could I listen to talk for three hours? Andy Samberg. Let's start a competition. Get Andy Samberg. Weekdays, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Taking over you. This is the greatest show. Taking over you. This is the greatest show. 
Back here on The Greatest Show, the fantasy best friends forever. That's right. Frank Stample, Greg Sussman. Bavona, are you going to have this played at your wedding? There is a strong possibility at some point. Yeah. Well, I, I, I was talking about it with my mom recently. She's like, oh, I Bavona, think- you're definitely going to have like a real band, right? You definitely strike no. me as a band guy. Uh, we, we were looking at it. It's actually just better for us to have a DJ. Okay. Are you going to grab the mic and sing that song? Because I could just, I could, again, imagine Not Bavona sure. just. Stealing the mic and singing that song. She might. Uh, I definitely won't. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, so I was all for it. My mom was like, you guys should walk into that song. Cause it's like the greatest show. It's the greatest show of your night. I'm like. Do you know your first song yet? Uh, we do. King and I basically change every day. Like, we hear a new song and we're like, oh, that's got to be the first Mine's, song. My, my, you're you're going to just be like, are you kidding me with mine? I'll tell you off the air. I don't want to broadcast that. Why not? I don't know. You don't want everyone else to know yet, or, yeah. or is so my friends you don't like, want to reveal it. So my friend or some of my friends listen. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Um, so I'll tell you off the air, no problem. But my mom was like, "Oh, the greatest show, the greatest show!" I'm like, "Oh God, ma." <laughs> so you there, by the way. All right, they just DM'd him asking for his Skype ID. So look at that. So I definitely so. have it somewhere. Like we connected with him last week or two weeks ago. There you go. All right. Dirty Mike and the boys. Dirty Mike and the boys. All right. Is there anything on this Orioles A's game from yesterday that you wanted to hit on? Because I know we talked, we joked a lot during the show about the A's being bombs away yesterday. Like all these home runs I felt like happened. When we Orioles were- and the A's. I will say this again: if you're playing in our Fanduel contest tonight, Please make do. sure you set your lineup by 4 p.m. 4 p.m. is the cutoff. If you're in the contest and you don't set your lineup, I'm booting you. I'm inviting more people because I want it to run tonight because I won last week and it wasn't for money. So, very annoying. But I will say this, Greg. The A's are going up against Drew Smiley tonight. Yeah, I know. Stack the Oakland A's. You like Mark Canna tonight. I will say, yeah. I mean, he's probably going to be in the lineup. He's going to bat in the middle of this lineup. Look, Chris Davis is doing Chris Davis. Is Pinder going to be in there? First one to nine home runs on the season. Is Chad Pinder going to be in the lineup? I don't want to hinder the pinder. Sure, they gave Matt Chapman a day off yesterday, so he was in there because of that. But against the lefty, yeah, he probably will. Oh, calm down. Probably will. Stop us now. On the other side, Cedric Mullins over over five. Stop. Cedric Mullins (laughs) over five. (laughs) (laughs) I think you could drop Cedric Mullins. And with that, we welcome in Michael Florio. Mike, I'm sorry you had to hear Greg's crappy singing again. I had to cut him off because this guy just won't stop. Uh, How are you doing, Mike? And are you dropping Cedric Mullins? I don't own Cedric Mullins, and I'm doing all right. How'd you sleep last night? I slept pretty good. What do you think of Greg's singing? Bad as usual, right? Yeah, I mean, nothing has changed. <laughs> Have you ever seen The Greatest Showman? No. Really? I could see Nicolette loving it. Apparently, it's a, a movie slash musical uh, with Hugh Jackman. Jackman. Yeah, Zac Efron. Really? Yeah, you really just sold me on it there, Greg. Oh, Zac yeah, Efron's Zac awesome. Efron Zac Efron's awesome. And Zendaya, pretty hot. Zac Efron is pretty awesome. Thank Not you gonna for lie. Oh, so Zendaya? Like, Greg's, uh, Greg's fit, like, jacked alter ego is Zac Efron. No doubt in my I'll mind. I'll take that. That'd be <laughs> dope. That is way too high of a compliment for Greg. <laughs> I kind of agree. Way like too Zac, high of a compliment. Like, Zac Efron is, like, the upper echelon of, like... But I also preface it by saying, you know, his jacked... Fit version. That's awesome, man. I will take that. <laughs> like, any comparison, I'm in. Yeah, well, normally, like, jacked fit men are, you know, much better looking than us. I mean, sure, yeah, saying yeah, yeah. it for how it is. Yeah, absolutely. You know? so of course, sure. it's going to be much better than who we are. Yes, definitely. Great. So, yeah. I'm sorry, Greggy, but if 
you could get as in shape as Zac Efron, and I highly doubt you will you will reach his level of you know being a, a successful actor in Hollywood. He's that's a high bar. It's a very high see, bar. You see, Greg, I put you on a pedestal. I put you on a high pedestal, and Florio's trying to drag you down. Text Nicolette. Let me know if she if she's seen The Greatest Showman. Okay. Yeah, cool. Because it's awesome. Mike, we did bring you up during the first segment because we wanted to get your thoughts regarding Jose Ramirez. Obviously, we all own him in GST together. He was our first round pick. We took him fourth overall. Are you worried about him? Have you looked into the batted ball data? To me, he's hitting 51% fly balls. It just seems like it's too much. Like he's trying to lift the ball maybe a little bit too much here, striking out a little bit more than usual. Uh, what, what do you got on Jose Ramirez? Are you worried yet? No, he's he's lifting the ball. He's hitting the ball hard at the same rate as he was last year. Once it warms up, I think those are going to leave the park. Uh, there's already been a couple this year where I thought if it was warm weather, it would have left the park. Uh, plus, I think once, you know, Lindor returns, that's an obvious boost for his value. We saw last year, this guy could really, like, get 75% of his numbers in a two, three-month stretch. So, no, I'm not worried yet about Jose Ramirez. Which obviously makes him better for Roto, because as long as we get the end-of-season numbers, we don't really care when they come. Uh, for, you know, head-to-head, you need a little bit more consistency. Uh, but I tend to agree with you. Look, Jose Ramirez, I, I think, has to come around. Uh, we didn't really plan, I guess, to ask you this, but we talked about him a lot yesterday uh, regarding Tyler Glasnow. And we, we spoke about, you know, what level pitcher are you trying to trade Glasnow for if you're trying to sell him? If you're buying into him and what he's doing so far, then you're obviously not trying to sell him. I had someone tweet me today that he sold Tyler Glasnow to get Chris Sale, which, awesome, that's a great job, I, I think. Uh, where are you at on Tyler Glasnow to start the year? If you own him, are you trying to sell high? Probably not. Uh, if I own him, I probably got him. at The way I draft, at least, I probably would have ended up with him as like my SP3 or 4. And if I have that kind of depth at my pitching, then I'm I'm kind of set with that. It's a lot like with Blake Snell last year, why I wasn't selling him after his hot start. I just I believed in it. And with Glass now, I, I do as well. I did actually write about him potentially being this year's Blake Snell. But my thing is I want I still want to see him develop a third pitch or start to use that curveball even more because he's throwing his fastball like 65 percent of the time well above league average. We continue to see the decline in fastball usage. So I think if he either has to heavily incorporate that curveball a little bit more or if he can develop a third pitch that this guy can take that next step and really be. I think right now I have him as like a – I would value him as kind of a SP2 with how he's pitching if he can make those adjustments as the year goes on. And if I'm trusting any team to help a pitcher make that adjustment, it would be the Rays would be one of them. If he can make those adjustments, I could see him really taking even another step in the right direction. And if he can continue to build off of that, he could potentially be a league winner. I wouldn't be so quick to sell him. But if you would get like a Chris Sale or, or a proven pitcher like that, the first thing that came to mind was like James Paxton. I would try to flip him for Paxton right now. Like, if you could do something like that, then I would I would do that. But if you have to get lower than that, I'm just going to stick with the upside of glass now. What about Walker Bueller? Walker Bueller, I'm afraid of. I tell us. I did. I didn't draft him anywhere because out of the well, it started off as 14 aces, and by you know the end of draft season, it was 12 aces. Out of the 14 and out of the 12, he was always my last ranked one. Uh, and part of it is because he's the least proven of the bunch. Uh, I wasn't worried about his innings in the sense of uh, on a per start basis because we saw him last year. They'll let him go six, seven innings. I was more worried about his if they were going to let him, you know, go 200 innings. And I'm the guy who always says 
you know, you want the quality, the quantity, the innings don't matter as long as you're getting strong performances. But with my top two pitchers in the rounds that I have to invest, I do view that a little bit differently. Plus, I'm always cautious of pitchers who go deep into the playoffs because then they have a shorter time to to recover and to start ramping it up for the next season. And Bueller was a pitcher who not only had a significant inning jump last year, but also was pitching into the World Series. So to me, there was some red flags. I wasn't saying like I had him as a bust or anything, but he was always consistently the last of the aces for me. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I'm going to try and paint the glass half full here, Greg, because I do own a share of Walker Bueller in the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational. And if you own Walker Bueller, I think this is what you might want to hear. I don't disagree with what Mike said uh, coming into the season. But on the season, his command has been god-awful. You saw that yesterday. He hit a few batters. He, like, walked in runs. He's averaging over three, uh, nearly four walks per nine, 3.75 walks per nine. His strand rate is 45%. Like, that, that's just abysmal. He's still getting 50% ground balls. The swinging strike rate is a little bit down. But his first pitch strike percentage, also down. Um, but the, the chase rate is, is down there. heavily. The chase rate is down. The chase rate is down. So people are laying off of pitches outside the zone, and that's part of the reason why the walks are up. But the velocity, the fastball velocity is still there. I'm looking at the cutter velocity, Greg. It's up two miles per hour this year. Um, the slider is down, which is weird. So I understand. I think he's kind of getting ramped up here because he had such a late start to spring training. It's kind of similar to Chris Sale. They both go deep into the postseason, obviously Chris Sale, much more proven, so uh, we have more trust that he will bounce back. But, you know, he got, Walker Buehler got a late start to the spring, Greg, and I think this is kind of still part of his spring training. Um, and, you know, he's never been a guy to walk this many batters, so it wouldn't surprise me if we see a Dodgers, like, IL stint at some point here. Oh, I was just going to say, I think we see one soon with yeah. Kershaw and Rich Hill, you know, nearing their return. Yeah, like, that wouldn't surprise me regarding Walker Buehler, uh, but I'm not completely jumping ship yet if I own him. I'm not just trying to sell. Are you doing the opposite then? Are you just buying low? So like glass now for Walker Bueller. Is that something that you would do? Me personally, I'm not a huge believer in glass now. So I probably would do that. I would do it. I would do that. I would do it. But, you know, if if you're a believer in glass now, if you're someone who trusts what he's done and you trust the prospect pedigree and you expect him to kind of take this next step forward, maybe, you know, Mike mentioned his name in the same breath as a Blake Snell. So if you kind of believe that he can take, obviously not that step, not be a Cy Young, but take that next step and be this good, then you're probably on the side where you want to just keep Tyler Glass now. And if that's you, that's fine. Like, I don't own him anywhere. But if, if, if that's you, that's fine. Me personally, I would, I would trade him for Walker Bueller if I can. But that's a classic, you know, sell high, buy low. We mentioned Jose Ramirez. The other name that I brought up before, Florio, before you got on, we were talking to Frank about it. We'll go back into the games in a second. Uh, was Nolan Arenado, who has not hit a home run yet this season. Frank mentioned, hey, they only played two games at Coors, but I don't care where Nolan Arenado's playing. I mean, he's a first-round pick because he's very, very good everywhere. What's up with Nolan Arenado? I just think the whole Rockies organization as a whole is off to a slow start. We saw this last year, too, and they were able to bounce back. Arenado, I, I don't, I'm not worried about him at all. I, I do believe at the end of the year he'll be where he always is. The fact, I mean, if we look at it, it's two weeks. Like you said, they have, they've only played two games at Coors. So I, and they've also played in, like, Marlins Park, which is a hard place to hit. So I'm not giving, you know, excuses for Nolan Arenado, but it is way too early for me to even – consider worrying about him. He's, I think, the most consistent player in fantasy baseball. 
Yeah, I do agree with that. The hard hit rate, uh, 38%, basically on par with his career. I think he might be trying to lift the ball a little bit too much to start the season, Greg. Uh, his, his fly ball percentage is actually up, and he's actually been jammed a few times. His infield fly ball rate is up too, which we're not norm, uh, normally used to seeing from Nolan Arenado. So I do tend to agree. Again, look, we know a lot of his production is going to come at home in Coors Field once the weather heat, uh, heats up there. Uh, you know, he's like every other Rockies hitter. He has great uh, splits at home regarding Coors Field. So... Uh, just look, there's going to be more of those games to come. So if someone in your league is freaking out about Arenado, I would pounce on them. We're, we're, we're also still at the point of the season, though, where one game could literally change the entire like pro player profile right now. Like I saw on Twitter, it was actually uh, Paul Sporer was tweeting about it. He wrote about how Joey Gallo had a his strikeout rate was down significantly this year. And then Joey Gallo had a three, I think it was a three strikeout game and his strikeout rate was back over 30%. So we're, at, we're still at the point where we're dealing with extremely small sample sizes and literally one game could change ratios across the board. And it's a good point too, because we own Ronald Acuna, Greg, and look at that. It's a couple of games in a row. Now he has a three hit performance last night. He was just batting like 180, and now he's hitting 262 and he's got five home runs in the year. So it only takes a few games for these guys to get hot, i.e. Ronald Acuna. Absolutely. And hopefully that happens sooner rather than later for Nolan Arenado <laughs> and Jose Ramirez and more from Ronald Acuna and all the other players that we own. Who are you more likely to buy low, Greg? Jose Ramirez or Nolan Arenado? Nolan Arenado for me. Um, Jose Ramirez obviously has the ability to steal bases and hit home runs. We've seen a couple of steals out of Ramirez. But I just can't get out of the back of my mind now. And again, it's been two weeks. I recognize that the second half of last year. Like, Nolan Arenado didn't have that down, horribly down second half of last year. And he has a whole lot more games at cores to come. I think Ramirez will bounce back and be fine. If I have to choose one of them to pick, to pick it's probably Arenado. Even though we drafted Jose Ramirez over Arenado? Well, just, you know, three I weeks ago? Well, I didn't think he'd be this bad, man. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I would say if you play in, a, uh, in, a, in any kind of categories or Roto League, I would still rather take the, uh, the stolen base, the 30-30 upside of a guy like Jose Ramirez. Uh, but in uh, in head to head, uh, you know what? Jose Ramirez is really good in head to head points too. I guess overall, I would just rather take Jose Ramirez. What do you think, Mike? Uh, if I'm trying, to, trying buy to buy right one, now, but you buy one. Yeah, I'm. I'm probably gonna go with Arenado just because. Not that I would. I had him ranked higher than Ramirez. I just think he's safer and more consistent. So if you have some worries, also I think he's in a better lineup, better ballpark, everything kind of. He's just so much safer. So I would be more inclined to buy Arenado, but at the same point in time, I think it's much more likely that a Jose Ramirez owner is panicking based off of the second half last year and the slow start rather than Arenado. I, I would imagine that most Arenado owners feel very similar that we do, like this guy's going to be fine. I'm surprised Greg hasn't asked if we could drop him yet, Mike. Yeah, I know. Greg wants to drop everyone every week. Well, not everyone, but most players, yes. We were, we were going through GDD today. He's like, this guy we got to drop, this guy we got to drop. What, I wasn't really wrong on any of them. Here, Mike, here's who I said. I wanted to drop Wellington Castillo, which I put in a bid, and I'm dropping him. He sucks. Why am I keeping him? I wanted to drop Yonder Alonso. Frank said, no. I find fine. You could have that one. But whatever. What, I don't, Yonder Alonso's terrible. Oh, well. Let's move on. I'm not going to hit 120 for the I year. wanted to drop Wilmer Flores. Great. No problem. I wanted to drop Tyler. Your guy, by the way. He was. Tyler O'Neill. I want to drop. Great, no problem. I said we could drop Marwin Gonzalez. Fine, no problem. Is there anything I was so wrong about there? 
No. Um, there was the Yonder Alonzo one. I, I've never been a big Yonder guy. Like, I'll admit that that was Frank's guy 100%. But I did write about him on in fan track, my one of my fan tracks articles this week. His walk rate is up dramatically. Like, it's 23.3% right now. Last year was 8.9. So if that's something he's incorporated into his game, the ability to draw more walks. I do think in OBP and points leagues, there's reason to be intrigued there. Sure. But I think the, GDD is just a five by five roto league, right? So yeah, I don't love Alonzo in that format. And uh, the other guys, yeah, I think you're depending on who's out there though, because that's always a big factor in leagues that deep. Like, are so you I actually, was going, you, I was going. To, we put bids in on Dan Vogelbach and Mitch Moreland. And Clint oh, Frazier, Vogelbach, which obviously makes Vogel, sense. Yeah, Vogelbach, you guys should. All three of those guys, well, Frazier and Vogelbach, you guys are going to be spending on. I hope. Well, how aggressive are you on Vogelbach right now, Mike? Because I've referenced this the other day, and you picked him up in our home league for, I believe, nine bucks. Uh, so yeah. how aggressive would you be on him? Yeah, I mean, I spent nine out of 100 bucks, so I'm feeling pretty aggressive on him. In that league, though, I will say, uh, Frank, you're in that league as well. It's an auction league. I went more stars and scrubs than I ever have before. Uh, so I am looking to fill in some holes in my lineup I, for corner infield. I had CJ Crone, who I think is better in Roto. Don't really love him in points at all. So I f- dropped him for Vogelbach and I'm hoping all that I think Vogelbach needs is the playing time. And I think they would be silly to get away from giving him playing time. So I, I'm kind of trusting the Mariners here to do the right thing. And I think if he continues to see the playing time, he's been crushing the ball. So and and he is also a, a player who came with some prospect pedigree. So I think there is reason to be excited there. We'll see you talking to Florio about everything we learned yesterday when we come back. The Fantasy Sports Network is ready to take you out to the ballgame. Our experts and analysts are following the boys of summer through all 162 games of the 2019 MLB season with the best fantasy baseball analysis in the industry. Catch the latest news and notes every day to help you win your fantasy leagues and your DFS tournaments. We'll always want you back listening and watching the Fantasy Sports Network on the FNTSY radio app and the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, where we're root, root, rooting for your fantasy baseball team. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Scout Fantasy Sports. I lean towards it being juiced. Uh, this kind of is reminiscent of 2017, and you just see some swings, and you're like, really? How'd that ball get out? So, yeah, is the pitching not as good, too? Yeah, you can look at that, and a lot of the aces so far have really not performed well, so maybe they're a little bit behind as some of these guys have not gotten the innings in the spring, but it certainly feels like uh, the ball is juiced again. Weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Can't get enough fantasy football? Roto Experts has launched their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, which includes the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the Internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL. NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, only at rotoexperts.com. But when I stop and see you here, I remember who 
This is one of my favorite ones, to be honest with you. Was not one of your favorite ones? No, this is my, this oh, is yeah, my yeah. favorite. I don't even like this one. What? From now What the hell is that? This is a country version of The Greatest Showman. It's not, it's not good. <laughs> it's, 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 it, there's, it's arguably my there least. There are a few things that we don't condone here on the Fantasy BFF. It's arguably my country least favorite music, song. Definitely one of them. We do show. not condone country music. Yeah, I agree. Two, we do not condone Dave Matthews Band whatsoever. We, we end the show every day with Dave Matthews Band. Not we. You do. Not me. Well, you're, you're I, I never agreed to that. Uh, Bavona, I curse you because. Very nice. Don't, um, curse, don't curse him. He's my friend. Because during the breaks now, every freaking break, Greg's just sitting here, you know, dancing around and singing this showman so, song. I'm happy. Yeah, pissing me off. So anyway, I can, before, make up, <laughs> I can make it up for you right now. No, 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 please don't. Play Metallica. Well, back with you, Fantasy Best Friends Forever, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Appreciate it, Bavona. Bavona, if we can get uh, that Zach Efron, Hugh Jackman song they sing together, where they're at the bar, that would nope, be great. Please don't do that. I like that one. Thanks, buddy. Oh, gosh. I like that one. And then all Metallica. We, we start off hour two with Metallica. You should start off every segment with Metallica, Greg. Metallica! <laughs> that was amazing. Um, we were talking about it last, uh, earlier, Florio, so I wanted to talk to you about it. What took place in that Colorado-San Francisco game where Baby Shark and John Gray uh, both went wild. Seven innings of three-hit ball, one walk, seven Ks for Samarja, uh, six and two-thirds, five hits. The only run that Johnny Gray allowed was a uh, Kevin Pillar homer in the seventh. Six strikeouts for your boy, John Gray. What was real and what was not here, Mike? Uh, I think a lot of it was matchup-based. Like, I'm not getting excited about Gray because he can pitch well against the Giants in San Fran. Like, that's the best pitcher ballpark. That's, you know, one of the worst lineups in baseball outside of Kevin Pillar, who is just absolutely on fire. Uh, with the Shark, I did tweet last night, like, seven shutout innings, seven strikeouts, only 13 swinging strikes. But still, that's a step in the right direction against uh, – I know – I understand the Rockies are atrocious right now offensively, but – I still think you have to take notice. I did put, I'm not trusting him yet. I'm not like picking him up and starting him by any stretch. But if he's out there, I do think, you know, throw a couple bucks on him this weekend and, and see if you have anything there with him. Because, again, I'm not fully sold on him, but he's done nothing wrong to to kind of, you know, get treated like Samarja the last couple years have. Vona, if Greg's going to request bad music for Wait, coming back from breaks, then I want Baby Shark as one of our songs. That, you know, to commemorate... Just... Jeff Samarja owning your what? ass yesterday, Greg, what are we, what are we because you hate Jeff Samarja and he owned you. Uh, that would be Baby Shark, Bavona. I mean, back Baby Shark is Elvis Andrews' legit walk-up song. That's great. <laughs> I don't know. Like he comes up to it every. At least he did early in the season. I don't know if he still does. Who who came out to the Undertaker song the other day? Um, it's Hansel Robles. And if you guys haven't, if you guys haven't seen the entrance video, the Angels have made for Robles. Please go check it out. It is the weirdest thing ever. He comes out to the Undertaker's music, and in the video, they show rose petals falling. They show a horse running. They show just his feet as he runs in from the bullpen. It's a very, very strange video, and it also cannot be uh, more unfitting for a pitcher to come out to that song than Hansel Robles. I actually just retweeted it if anyone else wants to watch it. Uh, I'm watching it right now live. Uh, There are candles. There are rose petals. Uh, why are they making such a big deal out of Hansel Robles? This is kind of like He's, a like a wrestling intro. 
He's not good either. Is he a, is he a wrestler now? If he was, his finishing move would be pointing at home runs, thinking they're infield fly balls. <laughs> I love when he does that. <laughs> Every time there's a fly ball, he just points up in the sky, and it goes 500 feet. It's the best. <laughs> I've never seen anyone else do that before. I love him. when Anzo Robles does that. He does it every time, man. Any time. <laughs> every fly ball he thinks is a pop-up. It's oh my 500 God. feet out. What are you putting the sound? What are you doing? I wanted to hear it. <laughs> you can't hear it when you're on a radio all right, show, all right, I'll Frank. I'll during the break. Come on. What, what are we doing? Greg, Jose Quintana versus Joe Musgrove last night. Yes. A pitcher's duel. An awesome, awesome performance here. It's kind of boring, uh, man. Mikey, unfortunately, we, uh, we did not use Jose Quintana. Because he got rocked in his first start. He gave up eight earned runs against the Brewers. But he was much better yesterday. He had 15 swinging strikes. And I looked into uh, his pitch usage so far this season. It's a lot closer to what he was doing in 2015 through 2017. Uh, which is great because those were his best years. Whereas last year he sucked. So I think only good things are going to come, right? For Jose Quintana. Like, as long as he's not walking the world like he did last year. And the swinging strikes are up this year. And he's getting a few more wishes on his curve and his changeup as well. Like, this is kind of why I was back in on Jose Quintana. What did you see last night from both him and Musgrove? I'm much more excited about Musgrove. Uh, I'm not fully sold on Quintana yet. The fact that he could pitch well against the Pirates isn't enough to completely push me overboard. Plus, I'm kind of burned. I had him in a lot of spots last year, and this was a trend with him. Bad, good, bad, good. Just when you were ready to drop him every time, he'd go out and throw a start like this and suck you back in. Then you put him in your lineup, and he would just get rocked. So I kind of want to see him do it a little bit more. I'm not saying there's no reason to be intrigued by him. Uh, I know both of us read that article in The Athletic this year, and we were excited that he made a, a mechanical change. So I was very hopeful that he could get back to the Jose Quintana of old, but I want to. this was a great step in the right direction. I want to see him do it more than one outing against the Pirates. But as for Joe Musgrove, he's looked awesome so far this year. He's everything we all thought he could be and more. I haven't got to do my deep dive on these pitchers yet. I do it every morning uh, for my Patreon page. I put a write-up on it. Uh, so I'm going to do that after this show. But I, I can tell you right now, I'm already much more excited about Joe Musgrove. And, and it's probably because I've been burned in the past by Quintana, but I want to see it a little bit more out of him. Yeah, I have a lot of shares of Jose Quintana, so obviously I needed to see this bounce-back performance against the Pirates. I agree. It's obviously a great matchup against them. Next week in Miami against the Marlins, uh, it goes without saying that that's a must-start. Uh, but, but I do like what I what I saw when I kind of uh, I kind of dove into uh, some deeper stuff with these guys today regarding Quintana and Musgrove, and I like that he's... Using uh, his pitch arsenal similar to that 2015 through 2017 stretch where he was obviously much better, Greg. Uh, and then for Musgrove, I'm sure you'll, you'll notice this when you look at it, Mike. His velocity is down. I know it's only two starts and usually they build up. But his four-seam velocity is down three miles per hour and his slider velocity is down two miles per hour. So normally, if you start the year down one or two miles per hour, like we expect you to build it up. Three miles per hour on the fastball, two miles per hour on the slider. Again, I love Musgrove. Raph Joe Musgrove, we started the chant here, um, and I, I still like what I've seen from him, but the velocity is definitely something that I'm paying attention to here, Mike. Yeah, I wrote that on uh, after his last start, that he was down consistently across the board about two, maybe on some pitches a little bit more than that, so that is very worrisome. It is uh, still you know very early in the season and very cold, and last night's game was suboptimal weather conditions, but... What I liked, I again, I haven't looked at his last night's outing, but he threw, as of 
before last night. He was throwing his slider almost 32% of the time. He had 12 of his uh, 17 swinging strikes on that pitch. And remember last year, I kept saying the starts that he pitched well were the ones where he didn't use his four-seam fastball. Like I believe the number was like 50-plus percent of the time. And the starts where he pitched poorly was when he was heavily reliant on that fastball. So to see him throwing his slider as much as he is, I'm very, very excited right now. Yeah, it's a good call, too, because even after last night's game, his slider percentage is up around 11%, and his whiff rate on that slider is at 23.7%. That's up 5% from last year at 18%. So, yeah, he's using using the slider more, and it's actually been even more effective this year than it was last year, so that's a good call. Florio, are you going to participate in our FanDuel contest tonight? Uh, I actually was able to remember my login for FanDuel, so I can play in it now. Nice. We'll get you an invite. We'll get you in there. I won it last week, but we didn't have enough people. So it didn't count. So it didn't run for money, but I dominated. I had like 190 points, and I didn't win anything because not enough people joined. Boo! <laughs> we'll have one more this week. It didn't count. It didn't matter. It didn't count, Greg. My, uh, my yeah, it didn't count because you probably finished in 14th out of 15. I did. I would say 15th, but I know that uh, Chris Venture finished in 15th. I did finish in 14th out of 15. <laughs> I have suck. I set my lineup, though. I'm ready to rock. Ready. I've set a preliminary lineup for now. I'm waiting to see, you know, when more lineups come out, obviously. I'm done, though. I'm a lot of set, pretty pumped about right, it. So you're just going to leave it alone no matter what? Yeah. Can you reveal what pitcher you're using, or do you, do you not want to do that? I'll do it, you know. All okay. right, so who are you using? Welcome to the squad! Chris Paddock! Chris Paddock? All yeah. right, going up against the Diamondbacks? Diamondbacks, yeah. Okay. Going with Chris I Paddock. actually... I read a, a great article on Paddock like yesterday. Like Eno Saris on The Athletic, where 7,000 yes. people retweeted. Yeah, actually, yeah, I read it this morning as well in bed. It's it's awesome. I, I actually got into a little spat on Twitter because of it, because someone wanted me to give it away, and I was like, no, dude, I'm, I also write and like stuff. I'm not going to give away someone's work for free. And they got like a little bit annoyed at me, but great article by Eno. Uh, the, it's all about his changeup and how he's been working on it since high school. It has to lefties. It kind of goes out of the strike zone and then moves back in. And it's just an absolutely filthy pitch. So Paddock. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm very excited about him. Although we did sit him in our league this week. Florio. So I noticed last week you can put the, put him back up, put him back up, Martina. So I noticed this last week. You just had a blank wall behind you. Now there is one thing on your wall. He had that last week, did too. You? Yeah. Don't pay attention, yeah. Greg. I do pay attention. I, I, I guess he was sitting directly in front of it last week. I didn't see it. It's, no, well, it's, when he moves around, he gets animated. I you didn't see it, a little see it. I also don't have this view of the screen like you do. You know that, right? Get your eyes checked. It's about angles. Anyway, My apartment is still pretty bare. We're, uh, we're still in the process of, during NFL season, it was really hard for me to really do anything. Sure. So we're going to get a desk and like put up a bunch of stuff right behind where I'm sitting now, actually. But that sign, it's the exact mileage from where we live to City Field. Nicolette had it custom made for me. It's very nice. That's a good fiance right there. That's a very good fiance. Greggy, uh, Mike, when are you coming back to New York? I don't know yet. There's a. I'll tell you guys some stuff off the air. There's oh, some stuff right. holding it up. Okay. But uh, when I when I do, I will be back in New York at some point. And when I do, I'm hoping I get to go to a Met game. And I had to bring this out because you know today's a day. You gonna bring I'm us? Hoping I get I get to see this guy. Oh, it's Wheeler Day. All right, that's cool. Wheels up, baby. Let's go. Amazing. The Met, the Mets are anything for publicity. Wheels up is a Wheeler day. Harvey day was a thing until Harvey sucked. And nobody cared about Harvey day anymore. Yeah, now it's wheels up. Now it's wheels, wheels up. up. It's amazing. Do we have anything else? Sure we do. The, the, what, do we, what do we got? Thor day, of course. 
that's not a thing. No? Thor Day is not a thing, Greg. Probably something... They are making a, a Syndergaard Game of Thrones bobblehead, and it looks amazing. I'm actually getting one, ah, so I'm pretty excited. That sounds you know, awesome. That, I will when, when 100% give, admit this, Greg. When do they give those out? The Mets do a much better Dude. job with their bobbleheads than the Yankees. Yeah. The Yankees I, ones are, they're, they're nice. Like, I, I think I got Brett Gardner last year and David Wells. And tonight is actually Bernie Williams' bobblehead night tonight at the, at the stadium. We're in Bernie Williams' jersey. Uh, but I will not be attending. But they, you know, the Mets just do a lot more creative stuff. With the whole Todd Frazier WWE one, that was awesome. That one, did you get that? I didn't get it. Uh, but the Thor Game of Thrones one, I've seen that too. It's awesome. Looks awesome. It is great. I also saw the Angels were doing one, I think, last week. It was Mike Trout silver slugger bobblehead with just, like, a bunch of silver bats in front of him. Sick. That, the Mets, the, the, they did the Jacob deGrom Cy Young Award, and actually someone is sending me that one as well. But it's it's just him holding the trophy. It's not as creative as the other ones. Well, still more creative than anything the Yankees got going on. <laughs> the, May the 4th, they're doing CC with the with the lightsaber. So that's sure. they always do that, though. Yeah. They had Judge last year. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't excite me. Jedi. Yeah, because, you know, guys, Frank guys, doesn't like anything no, that's fun. It's just because everybody does that, that's all. Okay. You guys yeah. might get mad at me for this. Probably will. But... Peter Alonso to me is the most fun player in New York since the first year of Aaron Judge. I know we're very early in the season, but it, it just reminds me of like when Judge first that first season and was just destroying baseballs every night, and like that's all like people were talking. Like when Peter Alonso gets up now, like on Twitter, that's you just see everyone like oh like Peter Alonso's doing this, like doing that. Like it's the most to me, it's the closest thing I've experienced since to your guys' uh, Aaron Judge phenomenon. And I'm not mad at you at all. I actually said this the other day. I actually compared him to Aaron Judge in terms of his stature, how hard he hits the ball, and even if the strikeouts are there, the fact that he hits the ball so hard, like he's not going to sink your batting average because he makes optimal contact. And I saw the home run, I believe it was, again, last night, right? He hit another one last, last night. night? It, the way to describe it for me is easy power. Like it, when you watch him swing... It's just easy power. Like, he makes contact, just drives it to straightaway center field like it's nothing. So I, I tend to agree with you. It's like every time this guy steps to the plate, there's a chance that he's going to hit a home run. So I'm not mad at that call. You know, I think Matt Modica's description was the best. Joey Gallo with a batting average. That's what it was. And I said that the other day, I said it might have been Joey Gallo yeah. that he said. It's funny because we were talking um, about He's not Peter as Lonson. much of like a three true outcome like Judge because right. he doesn't walk as Correct. much. Correct. I knew, I knew I saw the perfect... Comparison from Odika. I couldn't remember what it was, though. Yeah, Joey Gallo. What is Alonzo's walk rate, right? I think it's like under 10%, but... I know his barrels per plate appearance, because Baseball Savant finally released 2019 information. He's second behind only one player in baseball. And I don't know if you guys would guess it or not. I actually just looked it up, so I can't guess it. Greg, you get one guess. All right, you get two guesses. Chris Davis? Uh, No. Was that such a a bad guess? Chris Davis is 14th. I guess it it wasn't great, then. Uh, you will not guess this play. All right, so then just tell me. I'm not going to get it. Well, Dan Vogelbach. Um, no, <laughs> no. He actually ranked 16th, so not both of your guesses were in the top 16. It is El Gary, the Kraken. Really? Gary Sanchez. Oh, I wouldn't have gotten that. Who, you know, the Yankees just added Kyle Higashioka to the roster, Greg. Does that make you worried about Gary Sanchez? Yeah, I mean, you have to. He might go on the IL now. You have to. Another be. one. Or a DHL weekend just not be eligible to really Yeah, catch that, that's what I was going to say. The Yankees right now would be smart to call up a catcher like they did and actually get Gary Sanchez some at-bats at DH while their outfield is, you know, banged up. And, and, I mean, while their whole lineup is banged up, take advantage of that and not make Gary – first of all, don't subject your pitchers to Gary Sanchez's catching for the time that you don't have to, and don't subject his body to that wear and tear. I know you haven't been all over the Yankees like, like we are, Florio, but also Romine's had a terrible year behind the plate. 
Like, gone. Austin yeah. Bowman, outside of that, like, four-week stretch last year, has never been that great. I haven't seen him defensively. I'm not even talking about offensively. He's good defensively. I'm not even talking about I'm just, talk, just strictly talking defensively. Yeah, he has oh, been. Oh, yeah, that I don't know. Yeah, by the way, just so you know, Pete Alonzo, I predicted him as my rookie of the year. Same. Me too. I had Chris Paddock, so. Sure. Why Seems not? like, we, you know, yeah, we both have a pretty good shot at this. Through, through two whole weeks of the season, we're on it. So that's pretty in, good. In the AL, though, I had Eloy, so that's looking terrible. Who did I have in the AL? Probably Vlad, I would assume. I had Vlad as well. Yeah, yeah just kind of taking the chalk with that one. Seems a little bit too easy. Yeah. Vlad should be up soon. Um, Mike, outside of uh, Dan Vogelbach, I had a few names here on the rundown. Who do you think is the most must-add player right now? We're going to obviously dive into the waiver wire a lot hour in the second two. hour. Yeah. Who do you think is uh, the, the biggest must-add player in fantasy right now? Um, I like Max Fried a lot if he's available. I think Dansby Swanson, uh, 100% should be added. Uh, and if Jesse Winker, I see you have him on the list here too. If he's been dropped, I'm still picking him up. I want to end this with this way, Floria. In a 12-team league, 12-team mixed, is Jerickson Profar an absolute must-own? Uh, he is much better in points league. So if you're in a points league, I do think so. He hits a lot of doubles. He's going to walk. He's going to limit the strikeouts. In a standard 5x5 five five league, I don't think he's a you know a guy that you have to have on your roster, but I would be hard-pressed to cut him this early in the season. All right, there you go, Mike Florio. We appreciate the time. So subscribe to his Patreon. Read what he has at uh, Open Fan Tracks and everywhere else he writes. Florio, we appreciate the time, man. Of course. Thank you, guys. Right. I miss doing this with y'all. Closers up next. Move Ventra in a bit.